You got three things in life when you're born. What your mama tells you, what the streets teach you, and what the future holds, which no one knows. That's the one you got control of. Way more chemical than political PTSD from what I weighed on the digital It was snowfall and Reagan gave me the visual Obama opened his doors knowing I was a criminal Another class is back in session Welcome back to Snow School Where we are breaking down every episode of the FX series Snowfall I am your host, Spike Lou. Today, I got my guys with me. We got another guy here with us, Jeff. My guy, Nicky Doucet. We go way back. Pod, my pod brother from another. How you doing, Nick? <laughs> What's happening? What's happening? Uh, FPS in the building. You know what I mean? We had to collab. Absolutely. FSP. That's cool. And Big Jeff, how you holding up, brother? I'm good. What? Okay. Okay. I, got you you. I, sure. I think he read it wrong, but it's cool. No, no. I'm, well, I, was, I was talking about frames per second. My bad. I know y'all got y'all uh, fresher yeah. than your average. Yeah. I thought that's what he was going with. I thought he. Yeah. My yeah. I'm, that was my fault, then. I'm, I know, I'm bro. Ass, I know. Bro. I know. Turning sixty-five is doing something to your mind, bro. So <laughs> wow. So yeah, I, we'll let that slide. That's why I love having Nick around. He keep me sharp, man. How you been <laughs> out there, brother? I've been good. I've been good. Just you know, celebrating a new year. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the right way, hopefully. Avoiding Corona and all that shit. But Happy belated birthday. Thank you. Absolutely. Happy birthday, brother. Appreciate for those it. who don't know or who are joining us late, man, you're hopping on the bandwagon late for Snowfall. What we do here, man, we're going to go scene by scene and give you the input on what we thought about the scene. We're going to tell you who our favorite character was for the episode. And we're going to give you some predictions for the upcoming episodes. Me without seeing the next on. I didn't watch those. I don't watch those. Uh, do you guys watch the next ones? Nah, I stopped. Watch those either. So the predictions will be fresh out of our head. You watched it this time, Joe? I know. I normally don't watch it, but I I, I had to rewatch the end of the show and caught yeah. the next of, and I'm mad about it. You had to pull the cheat sheet out. Yeah. All right, so let's get into this, man. Again, this is Snow School. This is episode three. It's titled "All the Way Down." It's directed by Ugla. Man, that last name rough one. Hawkstor. <laughs> I guess it's German or something like that. Uh, this is her directorial debut. It was interesting to me. I didn't know all the episodes were directed by different people. Uh, since John yeah. Singleton had dipped out, all mm-hmm. these have been different, but they've still been able to tie in. So pretty good job by the people that have been uh, collaborating on this. We start episode three all the way down. Oso is pissed. Rightfully so. We've seen what happened last week. Uh, his people got took out. Uh, we're assuming that the Mexican police chief did that to him. Uh, Reed comes to the scene. He's trying to talk some sense into Oso. What did you guys think about the opening scene and Oso being pissed? What did you think his next move was going to be? Whoever right, wants go to ahead, take. Jeff. Oh, man. I'll, do, I'll look at it this way. Oso was rightfully so pissed. Um, anytime you walk in on a man grabbing the straps like that, you got to just let him do. You got to let him be because he, he got something on his mind you don't want no problem with. That's how I look at that and all. This was a perfect opening scene. I get it. You know who you know who did this to your people. It's time to ride. Get out of my way. I'm not trying to hear your voice of reasoning. Let's get to the shits. That's what I saw right there. <laughs> not, yeah, I agree. I, I'm glad they started off where we ended in the last episode because I was more concerned about like how I was more concerned like where was the kids at? You know what I mean? Like I, I think he was searching for him the whole time at the end of the last episode, and I was expecting to steal body or something or like to to deal with kidnapping or whatever. But I definitely wanted to revisit like out of all the storylines, I wanted to revisit that one first at the top of this episode. Yeah, Snowfall is pretty good at picking up where they left off. Uh, like just watching from the previous seasons, you do get a pretty good, except for that season finale time when we went when Franklin was in college, probably the worst episode of the series to me. But uh, usually you get a pretty good picking up where you left off. And me too, I wanted to see where Oso was at with. And clearly he was ready to go. He and go more. We didn't see Oso get plenty of revenge on the show and fuck plenty of people up. I did want to know, I, I was trying to figure out at this point too, like, the police chief moved pretty quick on, on Oso family when they told him, no, I was trying to figure out, was this some cartel shit? These some motherfuckers that Oso didn't know, or excuse me, knew about beforehand and Reed wasn't sure of. Did y'all get any inkling that it was something else besides the police chief? But y'all was just, all right, the police chief about their life. The 100,000 did it. When I saw that 100,000 rolling the blood, 
Mm -hmm. It was like, ah, okay. You knew who it was. He kind of gave it away right there. You know what I mean? I think he might have. I thought that he may have had some bigger ties because I I guess I've been watching too much Narcos Mexico because that's what it is. (laughs) I stopped doing that. I thought the cartel was involved (laughs) some kind of way or something like that. I was going straight to the wall with it. Straight to the wall with it, man. What's going on? (laughs) I Franklin meets up with Nick's in the next scene. He wanted to discuss the the power dynamic in this relationship because it seems that Nick seemed to forgot who the fuck Franklin was. I was impressed by this. I think that Franklin did a lot of bossing up in this episode. Jeff, you and I were critical of Franklin's decision making uh, thus far in this season. This was him getting back on track, telling Nick's, I look, bitch, you might be on the payroll, but that don't mean that you get to make no moves. I'm the boss. And I like how Franklin played it. Nick, I'll throw it to you first. What did you think about this scene and how Franklin played Nick's? Um... Well, I'll, I'll talk about Franklin and, and how this scene played out for me. Um, mm. I do not like how Franklin is moving so mm. far throughout the season. And I did not like how he addressed Officer Nix in that particular scene just before the fact. We'll get to it later in the episode, but that's the obvious reason why I think he shouldn't have addressed him like that. I think he should have found a different route as far as to remind him his place without basically saying, shut the fuck up and do your job. <laughs> you can't say that to a white man in the 80s especially in la during that time it's just like all right bro you know he gonna retaliate like to me it's just like as lou we had these conversations about the realistic mindset motherfuckers should have when they go into this game like right. there's some shit that you just know if you're going to do that there's going to be pushback on it so for what happened especially the conversation they had the context of family he should have expected that mm. he shouldn't have expected what no he should have expected that type of retaliation that's going to happen oh, later on we got you. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. I got you. What you're saying with the mom. Okay. Yeah. Jeff. Yeah. No, well, we don't get there. Okay. <laughs> nah, man, this was, this was a dope scene because it's, it's kind of showing Franklin getting his sea legs again. He's getting back out here. He's he, the game is starting to slow down. We, we said last week, the yeah, game was going too, too fast. fast. For yeah. going, moving too fast for him right now. Starting to slow down a little bit. And this was the first step in the right direction for him. Um, I agree, Nick. It's a little difficult to tell a white man, especially a cop, what position he's plays in, and we'll see. This this is gonna play out for the rest of the episode. I agree, hundred percent. I, I got to challenge y'all on that. I think this is Franklin's dad influence on him. Like, yeah, you are a white man in the eighties. I get y'all position on that, but please don't confuse who holds the power in this relationship. Like, you just a beat cop, my nigga. If we really went to that, hey, Franklin should be able to take care of him before he make it back downtown. If it really got to that. And I my, think my, him simplifying it and saying, look, man, I offered you some money to do a job. You couldn't do it or you didn't like it. You ain't got no reason to go up in my people's spot. Like all that shit that you're doing, that extra shit, where you trying to throw your weights around? Nah, my nigga, that's not going to fly. And I respected that out of Franklin. Nah, this, but this, you making it seem like this is like a, a little tiff between you and your landscaper, bro. Like this, this is a dirty beat cop. Like he ain't just no regular beat cop. There's a reason why you paying him. Not mm-hmm. only does he help you in the legal or like the police matters, and hopefully in that information, but he also knows a lot of dirt on you as well. So the, the relationship is very mutual. It's not, it's one-sided based off of compensation, but the relationship as far as value is somewhat mutual. So that's why, why you think, Franklin don't sit down and talk to every cop. Franklin don't sit down and talk to every little person that he pay. He talks to the motherfuckers that's going to cause him problems or have been causing him problems. And when it gets to him, that means this is serious. Either he's dealing with the family or the money. And at this point, he's dealing with both. Mm. That's why, like, the way he went about it was just kind of like, bro, like, you realize he's dirty. So when you talk to a nigga who's not only racist but dirty, bro, there's, there's, there's more to it than just, oh, shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? That's fair. Well, and you bring up a good point to questioning his decision making thus far in the season and goes out to an aspect of what Jeff and I or were saying in the last episodes. I don't question the decision in the moment. I I do like that. I like that he put his nuts on his table, but you did just make me think of something as far as Franklin not thinking about the repercussions of things that he's doing. Like I appreciate him pulling up and putting his nuts on the table, like I said in this scene, but as later we see there are repercussions that he didn't account for. So I, I do agree with that. But I think Franklin can do that. And this is kind of where I was going with it. Franklin can do that because he holds the Trump card. It's like, yeah, I'm dirty. I'm a drug dealer. Cool. But you're a dirty cop. This your pension. This your life. This I got all that in hand. You took the money. 
know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah, we both wrong in this situation, but you take me down, yeah, I might go to I might go to jail. You lose it all though. Credibility, you go to jail and you don't have no job when you come home. All right, Jeff, I want you to remember that. I'm gonna remember exactly what you just said when we get down to later on. <laughs> I yes, know man. that's one, but but go go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Great scene because I had a good conversation with it. Moving to the next one, also gets knocked out as he's sitting plotting on the killers. Um, then we see also waking up in the midst of people who we don't know before we get to who those people were and what was revealed with also in that moment. I'm going back to what I said about thinking that it was more than just the Mexican police. You guys still just thought what when he got knocked out here? I thought the same thing. Just the police the, yeah, came thought, back to get him. You didn't think it was no, no bigger than that? Yeah, I thought it was just like the police knew or like somebody was watching him while he was doing that. And I thought it was like the guy who's asking him for that 100 grand, like his boys and shit like that. Like they came to, you know, too I guess much, talk some sense into him or get more money out of him. Too much narcos for me. I thought it was the cartel. <laughs> I guess the reason why I didn't put the factor in the cartel was, was because dude, the, the police chief was talking so much cash shit. It's like, he gotta have pull, you yeah, know what I'm saying? He didn't talk like he knew. What like he, he was talking like he was above the, like well, he is the law, but he was talking like he was strictly above it. Like he had all jurisdiction to do whatever he wanted. So for you to talk like that is like, ah, oh, okay, like you you can do whatever you want. So that's I I didn't think cartel at all. Okay, makes sense. So we do find out who that was, and it's DFS. DFS part of a Mexican uh, intelligence agency. Reed pops up. As also is tied up right there with DFS that captured him. He lets him know finally that he's CIA. Did you guys? I, I thought that Reed. I, I thought that he had made to, have told also this. Also was privy to this information before this. I, I don't know why I thought that. Did you guys realize that also was still under the assumption that Reed was just a drug dealer? I guess because I'm, I'm literally. Like I just did all three seasons last yeah, year, right. so I I still remember that nobody knew. Only person know about who Reed is is Franklin. Franklin, you know what I mean. Well, of the power players in the show, like only one knows is Franklin. Ivy, I, I was gonna no, say Ivy uh, know. Ivy knows, yeah, Ivy knows, but he's yeah. not a power player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Based yeah. off that other episode where uh, Reed, you know, punked his ass. That's but um, now I, I think. Uh, the re- I was going to go to the point, the fact that you still call him Reed is the reason why Oso didn't know he was a, a FBI agent. Because if he would have known he was, he would be calling him Terry. Teddy McDonald. Yeah, or true. Teddy, whatever. Yeah, that's true. That is true. So Reed, I mean, also has the processing information. Um, we'll figure out what that means a little bit later in the episode. Next, we go to probably the star performance of the, uh, or the most intriguing performance for me of the series and this season so far of this season of the series there's the reporter uh she's getting information about franklin now and this guy's an ex-cop did y'all remember seeing him the detective in which one of the, the previous one? series the black guy that she met at the bar they were having oh drinks. okay so this uh, guy's an ex-cop and um he's giving backstory on the whole franklin saint situation and how we got out of jail on the murder and some of the things that she may have missed how concerning is this for franklin well, it, to keep it in the show sense, he should be very worried about this. But to kind of speak to what we've covered since the preview show and then the first two episodes, Lou, is like, this is this is what we're going to play out. Like, to me, this is how the show ends. Season four, going into season five, this reporter is going to be a thorn in his side forever, man, until he comes forward and, and, leaks and tells her what she want to know. And she's going to find out. What I noticed is that she liked to be deal with a lot of black men, and she keep on talking about how she's from Compton too. I think she got she got digged down too many times. She can't she can't lead the hood even if she wanted to. Um, <laughs> she didn't say the Franklin dad, and she said the Franklin daddy. Do we know each other? Like, oh, yeah, oh, like she was fucking with Fred back in the day too. Well, that's a that's an e true Hollywood story. But um, no, I, I like I like this character. I really do. I think she is. Um, at first, I, I, you know, I hate those type of characters where like, oh, this is the person that's going opposite of the person of the character that I really like, like Franklin. But I do like to ha- see how she's gathering that information. She's putting the pieces together. And I don't I don't recognize this cop or the I don't know what if he's a cop or whatever. He was around when they locked up uh, 
auntie and all of that stuff. Oh, early, okay. It was that season two? Two-ish, yeah, when she killed yeah. the, the club lady. He was around that time. Okay. But um, yeah, I don't remember him. Yeah. I thought he was like a reporter or something, too, uh, before I just looked up to see who he was. I like, I think that this is Franklin's trump card. And I continue to think that she's going to be not a thorn in his side. She's going to continue to gather information. and He's going to be able to use her as an asset, uh, whether that be to get his story out against Reed, whether that be to get out of jail, whatever it may be. But it's going to appear that she's getting, like she said, she's, I think she's going into this thinking Franklin's the bad guy, but the bigger story for her is going to be that the CIA is supplying uh, America with drugs and he was selling it. So I think that this is going to be an asset to Franklin. They building on that as far as, like you said, Jeff, getting to the end of the season or the beginning of the next season as to when that'll come out. But I do think she'll be an asset to Franklin. All right, next we go to Franklin. He's suited and booted. He going up to the uh, a local black bookstore. Shout out to local black bookstores, man. And uh, Franklin is going in there looking for some leverage. Did you guys think anything sinister was happening here uh, on this scene? Did you guys get led into it? Or did you think this is just a nefarious, hey, I want to buy this just to have another piece of property in my portfolio? Jeff? Man, I was, this caught me, this was the scene that threw me off a little bit. This whole little play here, I guess I need to go back and rewatch it mm-hmm. because when doctors, you know, we're gonna get to what how it ends. I went, I didn't see that coming. I don't know how I missed it, but y'all maybe can help me out with that. I didn't see this coming. Hmm. I, I I think for me, it's just like lately I've been trying to get into more of the real estate thing uh, on the side, just like learning more information about property on it. The one thing I recognize about the scene, whenever someone's buying property, they're looking for it to flip it down the line. They're not looking to do anything type of, you know, humanitarian with it unless it's unless they're buying it for humanitarian purposes. When he came up in there talking about something I could change your life, he sounded like every uh, he sounded like a swindler. He really did. He sounded like he was going to swindle. You could tell he was setting up the swindle. Like he said everything they need to hear. We're going to take care of your debt, all that shit. Good credit, bad credit, no credit. <laughs> he was still with all that. I was like, all right, this is the, this is going to end bad. Yeah. Um, it, it did seem like he was being sneaky to me, too. Uh, I, I felt like I didn't know what the play was, but I felt like that there was a play to be made. And we would later see as we go into the next scene what that play is. Uh, but yeah, I did feel like he was getting over on them, just having the conversation with them. And they didn't even know Franklin for real estate. He was a patron of the store. So for him to come in there with a whole new proposition, uh, like we said with Scully last episode, those antennas should have been raised, but they weren't. And we'll see what happens with that. Uh, next, we go to... Leon in the project, still no plug, still got the bad dope out there. And Wanda is trying to unionize the smokers due to the quality of the crack. <laughs> I was disappointed by this scene, man. Like, I feel like it's not realistic that Leon's still tripping over Wanda. Like, she's a smoker, bro. This is over. Like, what happened to you, us, like, stepping in to save her from any discontent that she has in the projects? Like, fuck that, dude. Like, she is a smoker now, dude. She she chose her path. My nigga, like, why are you still trying to save her? I was very disappointed in this scene. What about y'all? I, I'll go first. Um, How do I want to put this? This wasn't far-fetched to me. Really? Yeah. That's he. There's something about that. That girl was there when Leon was just little Leon, mm. and she and she was there from the beginning. And deep down, Leon feel a certain like he got. Like if if they really took some time to develop the Leon character, if it was a Leon spinoff, mm. there'll be a couple of episodes about him feeling like it was his fault that she got like that. I guarantee it. He didn't want to ask her to start cooking. You know what I'm saying? He introduced her to that world, and then she went astray, and he ascended. And he feels mm. a way about it. That's it. I know I, I can personally attest to a couple of gentlemen I know who feel that certain <laughs> way about a, a couple of women. I'm gonna say, Jeff, I know you ain't fell in love with a smoker. Oh, That's what I'm about to say. Hey, hey, God. <laughs> I know you ain't addicted to crack. Nah. Well, I was about to say, <laughs> but I've seen this, I've seen this play out. Like I honestly can say that I've seen this particular story play mm-hmm. out. I'm with you, Lou. I'm disappointed, Leon, every time she come on the screen. Because I already know she she is kryptonite, bro. And I'm just like, bro, 
how you get over Franklin before you get over Wanda? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, that was your that was Franklin your brother. Million, you talking bro. about somebody who brought you into the game? That nigga literally brought you into the game. He told yeah. you last season, brick by brick. Pride and then now, man. now you you cast him off because y'all have some differences. But you keep letting the girl that you love, you still sell her her dope to, maybe to keep her around because you're still in love with her. It's like, all right, bro. Yeah, I'm over the Leon and Wanda. It's like Forrest Gump. It's like, come on, bro. She clearly don't want you, bro. She clearly don't want you. She Jenny. Yeah. That's funny as hell. All right, so there we go to man boy meeting up with Ark and Auntie for what appears to be a re-up. And he's continuously planting his flag in, in, in wanting. I guess this is, I took this as a territorial thing. Like, he is cool with Auntie and Unc being in charge and him getting to work from them as long as Franklin is around because he gets to be the man. Like, they ain't out in the streets. They ain't campaigning to be the nigga in Compton. They not trying to have the hardest set around. So I'm cool buying work from y'all, but as soon as Franklin comes back, that, that puts me down to number two. That's what I attest to all the hating and the slick, sly remarks about. I don't even really think it's about money. I don't really necessarily think it's about power. I think for Man Boy, it's more about perception and him wanting to be what Franklin is, and that's the man. Am I off there, anybody? Um, I agree with some of that, but I think this is more about what Auntie said. Like when when Man when Man Boy get his lane. He gonna take it. He gonna try Franklin. Mm. This is he's letting him know his play. Soon as he get a chance, I'm gonna be the man. Like it's just like when G Money finally got tired of Nino shit. He told he told Ice T, don't forget, I'm gonna be the new king. And that's what Man Boy letting him know right there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. As soon as he was, he was basically setting up the whole thing. Like, look, us three, we work well together. Let's do it. Let's just keep it as a you know a trifecta. Like Jeff said, Auntie said, and what. Two episodes ago or episode ago, that nigga don't don't trust that nigga. Like he may be the one that you don't have to worry about as crazy as uh Scully, but he's more dangerous down the line because he's gonna figure out how you move the product, how you get the product, all this other stuff, and he's gonna try to squeeze you out or kill you off. And mm. to me, the person in that scene that I looked at the most was Unk. The way Unk responded, you could tell he was. I think, I think him and Uncle relationship is gonna grow closer because I think Uncle may see him as a way to get out of the game. Interesting takeaway because that was gonna be my next question. I too was concerned at the response from Uncle. Like, in my opinion, that should be shut down immediate. You my mm-hmm. uncle. Like it ain't just no sly remark and I'm gonna keep it moving. I right, I'll holler at you next week, my nigga. Like, nah, that's a lot more implication and auntie stepped to the plate and shut the shit down. And uncle was just like, Oh, okay. I feel you. But man, boy did a smart thing though. He juiced him up before that. Uh, mm-hmm. you see, you see your man out there messed up the name for the gangster bumpy face or whatever he called him. Uh, baby face Nelson. And, um, it, it was just weird that he was able to manipulate his uncle like that swiftly. So I think that may be something to look at moving forward. And he shitted on uh, Franklin while he bumped up his Yeah, uncle. yeah, exactly. He said, Why are you out here shooting your, your, your bosses uh, running away with the white boy? Ran to the white boy, exactly. So that was pretty interesting. I, I, that scene, I think, is going to come back into play at some point in time. Now, next we go to Sissy, Franklin's mom. She goes to meet with a local power player, Paul Davis, and we start to get a picture of why Franklin was in the bookstore. Um, this scene was a little much for me. Like it, it, it went a little too long, bro. We get what's going on here. Like she trying, we, we understand. And I think that the, the key points of that was she was able to get access to him. He was responsive to the money that she donated. He also knows that her son is a drug dealer. Like get to the point of what you're here for. Like, I don't need a small talk. Was it too much for y'all? Um, now reason why I don't think it was too much is because it made it more realistic, mm-hmm. you know, in a business play, especially if you're a stranger to the game, mm-hmm. you gotta like, like Nick said, juice the other guy up, make him feel comfortable to have you around. So I'm coming into your house, coming to talk to you. I got to make you want me, like appreciate me here. Understand. I know what I'm talking about. So let's build some rapport. Bit. Yeah. Let's build, build some rapport. That's all we're doing. Just build a little bit of rapport. Then I'm going to hit you with what I'm really here for. Then you're going to understand. I saw this as a um, 
a mother trying to take her son out the game. Mm. That's I think she she you see how she talked about herself too as well. She juiced herself up. She said, I've been dealing with real estate properties for what 12 years, something like that. Mm-hmm. Like she knows what she's talking about. She's been she's been looking for a opportunity to show to show those skill sets. And she had it with Franklin's Capital. Now she's trying to legitimize that using Paul Davis because like how they had a conversation, I believe they know he dirty as well, but he's more clean because he got all these connects with as far as politics. Um, and I also saw the scene as also introducing Paul Davis, who's the, 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 I don't know the dude's name, but he, every time he in some type of show, he is a hidden villain. Yeah. He play a hidden villain, but I fuck with it though. You know what I'm saying? So I think it was also just about those two things. I'm excited to see him, uh, play some more into it. Uh, next we got Oso and Reed was Teddy. They go to discuss the payback plan. Um, so they're really, really glossing over that scene, just setting up for what they're about to do later in the episode. Another gloss over scene that I really didn't get too much about. I'll let you guys weigh in and see what you thought about it. But it goes to Wanda out there smoking with the other junkies and her teeth fall out. And is this some type of premonition? And like, what are you like? I'm over one to do like she you played a hell of a job as a junkie. It was a great thing for the first three seasons. But we're into the like we're in the fast lane now. We're in the big boy shit. I don't really give a fuck about her being a smoker. Am I wrong here or y'all feel differently about that? Um, I think this is like to show how fast we're moving. That's what that was. It's like she didn't even pay. Like she still thinks she at the skating ring with with Mel with Mel. You know what I mean? <laughs> she didn't realize that she done got this bad. So when mm. she when that tooth came out mm-hmm. and she looked in the mirror, it was like, man, what the fuck am I doing? I used to be bad. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And now I'm just man, I'm done. Over. Like I'm completely it's done. Over out here. So no, I, I know uh, the scene stealer for me. With the crackhead in the back, so you could put the tooth under a pillow, bro. I, I cried when I heard that shit. That shit. Nah, was she was talking about the pad, the couch that they were sitting yeah, on. Dude, that was hilarious. Man, that shit had nah, me weak. But, but not Jeff. I agree with you. Like I think it was just a. She literally looked herself in the mirror. So that's all. Yeah. It, that's all it had to say in that scene. Man, so. that's yeah. That was. I would. I ain't really feeling a lot of sympathy for. Uh, next, Franklin <laughs> and the mom have a plan for the bookstore. We see the family discussing it, uh, dad included, and he objects to the plan, but it seemingly he gets outvoted two to one. Being the moral compass still of the whole uh, Franklin Saint, Saint household. Were you more clear, Jeff? I know you said earlier when they went in the bookstore that you didn't really know what the plan was. When you seen them having this conversation and the de- the dad objecting so vehemently to it, uh, the plan, did you have an idea what was about to happen then? Yeah, cause, and then I was like, why are they doing this? Like, I get to play, to be involved in the big the big move is the flip, and I you know I, I totally get it. But I was like, dang, these people looked out for Franklin when he was getting when he was getting his feet wet. Like he would go to that bookstore, read, and you know what I'm saying? When he was doing the school thing and all this other shit, that bookstore was his spot. They knew this man by first and last name. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for him to kind of snake them out of that, because he could have came in there and told them what he was going to do. They would have worked They would have worked with Frank. No, nah, like they, they would. Nah, I, don't, I disagree. If he would, if, I think if he would have prom- talked to them like, look, this is what's going to happen. I don't see y'all ever getting out of debt because of how you run your business, which was true. Take a book, give a book. That's not gonna work. That's just ain't gonna work. So if you're doing that and you're trying to make a profit, let me help you. Then give you another building that you can run and not be worried. Mm. The whole, that building. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say the whole point of the reason. I, I, I don't know if I uh, finished the point that I said earlier about the mom. Why I feel like she's trying to legitimize the business because they're desperate. The Saints are desperate. Mm. They got so many people coming at them. Yeah especially with um, how big they've gotten, they need to diversify their portfolio and move away from this drug shit. For one, because it's a dangerous game, of course. And two, it's too much product that they have to do moving out. And then also, it's too much product with this game shit, too. Like Now that's fucking up the money. So it's like, let's get out the product game and go into property. So this is a play because she wants to get more into politics to get more money in uh, property, but also to move them out. I think this is something like I have to kill you to save myself. That's a great point. And it leads into what I took away from this scene and just us discussing it. They didn't do a good job of showing how smart his mom was being because 
to your point, Jeff, or why didn't they just do this or why didn't they just do that? They said mm -hmm. that they had been trying to get that property from them for a while and they didn't want to sell. So she had the mom, sissy, had to research and notice from her days right. in real estate and know if we're going to go to Paul Davis and ask him for a favor from the like help with the police, then we have to go to him with something that he wants. He's been yeah. trying to buy this property for forever. Yeah. Franklin, you got to go in there and you got to get this property. These people know you. They like you. Anybody else coming there going to just seem like somebody from the city. You mm -hmm. go in there. Here's the plan. They didn't do a great job of showing her orchestrating that because she had, I guess, her all the way through. Like yeah. getting Franklin out of the situation oh. from Nick's and the dangerous cop that I guess all the mom and her looking up, doing the research, putting him in motion, going to have the conversation, putting it in motion with the uh, what's his name? Paul Davis going to put it in motion with him. I was going to call him Clay Davis going to put that in motion. Like that's, that's his cousin. Yeah, yeah, they got to be related. Got to be related. They got to be related. <laughs> Him and Clay Davis have to be related. Uh, shout out to the Wire fans out there. But I think that they kind of glossed over. They do a good job of showing how smart Franklin is, and they do a good job of showing the dad's moral compass, but they kind of glossed over showing how smart the mom was and putting the whole play together and getting some of that heat off of Franklin's back, like you said, Nick. I kind of disagree with that because oh. – because at the table, remember, she the one that, that same photo that she pulled out in front of Paul Davis was the one that she pulled out on the kitchen table explaining mm -hmm. why we need to get more into politics, why we need to start moving away from this drug shit. Like, mm -hmm. I think that I think this is the season where show where they're going to see that. I think similar to how the first season, Auntie was kind of the one to show her smarts and how she got Franklin in the game. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of removed her for the second season for Franklin to show himself. Um, I think we're seeing that with the mom, like. Like she said, we're finally seeing like how smart is she, how much real estate information does she have when it comes to how long she's been in the game and how she's trying to move, move her, the family into a better life. Yeah, so and you think that they did a good job of showing? I think there's there's planting the seeds for it. Because okay. you see that he he's listening to her more and more as we go on through this, for so far this season. The first three episodes were like, he really takes her counsel. Like he, hmm. he used to be giving orders. Remember, I think one time he told her to do something and she did it, but like now it's like she's like, look, she keep telling him like, nigga, you keep fucking up. You yeah, need to keep yeah. fixing this shit. Like she, every episode, she look at a nigga like, you need to clean this shit up. Yeah, fact. And even kind of go back to what you say, I agree with that, Nick. What you were saying, Lou, is like, yeah, she put the play together, but I still think she could have put that play together without them having to be the, without them snaking the situation out. Is what I'm saying. If Franklin could have walked in there because he had that rapport with them, he could have walked in there and said, look, this was the, the ship is sinking. The he had to be, be so sinking. dirty. He had yeah, to be so dirty. Have, he had to. It ain't no, there ain't no clean way to do that shit. Cause like they said, that, bro, they don't, they were not gonna sell to anybody. The only reason why they even let that nigga talk and do all that goofy shit was because they knew him. They had history with somebody. They that that building was in their family for thirty years. That's right. legacy. And that's way right. that's worth way more than money. Unless you're talking about a hundred million dollars, and they probably would have sold that bitch. But obviously, they wasn't getting that type of bread. He came in just saying like. He, Because he basically, I mean, he lied. He had to lie. He couldn't say like, oh, yeah, I want to buy out your property. Even though I'm giving you twice what it's worth, I'm going to sell this bitch to the city. They be like, nah, fuck all that shit. You can't be honest with that. That's the honest truth of what he was going to do. Mm. He had to lie. Okay. Mm. Well, obviously, that is how it played out. He couldn't be honest with it. But that leads into uh, Nick's knocking on the door, him and some random white cop. They come and they arrest Franklin's mom for essentially nothing. Uh, he said he had a warrant for her arrest. At any point in time from this until that scene came to conclusion, when we saw what happened, did you, were you concerned that we would lose a character? Did you ever think that it would be something where he would show Franklin who was in charge? Or did you think that this was just to scare Franklin? Um, I think it was a little bit of all of that when I first, when I first, when it first happened, I was like, well, damn, okay. He, he jumped the shark. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he going for the gusto right here playing with his mom. So I just wanted to see what, what could they, what were they going to try to pin on her? Were they going to try to flip it and say, she's the queen pin? Like, was he going in for that or put a body on, on his mom or something? I was just wanting to see what the play was. Mm. Um, it's episode three. We ain't getting nobody killed until probably five or six. This ain't um, Game of Thrones. Nah, this, well, I, I mean, sometimes I think it is, some, but like with the way with the mom and how important her role is or how it seemed to be important, I felt like it was a scare tactic. A scare tactic. I would have been surprised if he even 
shot her or anything. But like Even, for what, go ahead. I was saying for what he did, it, it, it made sense because this is a this is a tug of war right now between him and Franklin. This whole this whole episode, like who's going you know bend first? And when Franklin said, "Don't ever come to, for my family." Obviously, that's the first place he's gonna go. When you, when you, when someone threatens you, you gotta go to where they are, where they can get hurt the most. But and, uh, this is why I love the scene from Franklin when he met with him earlier, though, because now this is Nick's. This is your play. Like you can't kill me. You can't really do too much more. You can be a thorn in my side. Yeah, maybe do some bust. Well, I gotta pay to get some niggas out of jail. But this your play. And like y'all said, I never thought that he was going to harm her. Like. In, in some like he wasn't gonna shoot her she wasn't gonna die he may have locked her up but if this is your strongest play and i'm franklin and i see that okay like i knew in the diner i got you like i got the ups on you i have more power in you on you in this relationship because what you are banking on is scaring me by coming to lock my mom's up she know the game she in i know the game that i'm in we know how to handle this you in return, you can't do nothing once I go full fledged with the power that I'm trying to get out here in the streets politically. Like you're done for, and it's just certified it for me. If I'm Frank, uh, I disagree. Dis- Nick. I disagree just for the fact that first, Franklin can't kill him either. His mom told him that, that ain't early. true though. That His mom told him that early in episode. There's too many. He's Franklin killing too many people. Man. You you haven't seen you have you seen him kill anybody else really since the since Andre. Or even made about it. home that night, I tell you that, buddy. Like it could yeah. be like you could do this, like you can think that through this. It could be random. Some Mexican gang shot him. The nigga had too. domestic already, problems. Like there would have been a whole lot of options on the table to kill Nicks. I'm saying like it's too many bodies that are coming back to that neighborhood that's dealing with him. You already got the reporter over here sniffing around. You think it's another cop down? She already saw Nicks going to the uh, homeless shelter. If he ended up dead, she connects that right to her his daddy, which connects it right back to Franklin. And the okay. second thing is like, it's too much. Franklin has too many motherfucking <laughs> enemies right now but, for, for, for Nick's, for him not to repair or try to repair that relationship with Nick's because that's more like the cop pressure on top of gang pressure on top of shit, just trying to get out the game. Like, bro, it's just too much. You're giving that white cop too much credit, Nick. I gotta disagree with you. Like, I if I, I'm talking if about just got money, like money talks. Like, there's a it's always if if, if I can pay Nick's one amount, I promise you, I could pay somebody with more power than him a little bit more to get rid of him. Like that's how no. the game go. I'm not finna, I'm not finna subside to some fucking beat cop walking around with a baton, dude. Like, yeah, you got the ups on me because you knew about me and Andre, and I'll play your game for a minute. I'll play it for a minute, but as soon like he did got too big and start doing shit where you coming to get my mom's man you out of here and i ain't even necessarily talking about killing them like you said just like a spoiler alert for the later in the episode like you replaced and if you do anything about it then your livelihood is done because i got more powerful friends than you you're just a fucking cop dude that's it all i'm saying is that he wasn't just a cop because if he wanted to work with somebody else he would have i don't again i think the time period Andre wouldn't even fuck with him when he tried to pay him off. So that means there's some good cops. And then that also there's a moral ra- point. I, I, I'm just saying, like, but then there's, there's also racist cops, too. Like, they'll probably take his money, but they still screw him over in the back end. Like, Franklin had built, Franklin, they both had enough dirt on each other for it to work based off of him, you know, that relationship saying, you know, neutral and no one fucking it up. Once Nick's felt like he betrayed him, it's a wrap. That relationship is done. You could try to repair it with more money, but at that point in time, like you said, Lou, Franklin gonna look at him like how he talked about it. <laughs> he talked to him at the dinner. He gonna look at him like a B cop that ain't shit. And you need to shut the fuck up and do your job. Not knowing that this B cop know where you live. He's more connected to you than you think. And mm-hmm. as you can see, that's how it played out. No other B cop know would come at Franklin's mama like he did, unless you that comfortable with that nigga. And we see what's gonna happen to him. Anything on that, Jeff, before we go to the next thing? Well, him knowing where he lives because Andre. Right, yeah. I, I, Andre stuff. So I get it. This is it's personal. I don't think Nix is done though. I'm a, I'm gonna be completely honest. Heavy back. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think the character is. I don't think he's done for the show. He's gonna do some old some old shit, and Frank is gonna have to do something else to him. And one one thing I like about Snowfall is the bodies are minimal, and when someone does realistic. die, it's impactful. Yeah, yeah, it's more realistic. So to me. He's gonna have to kill Nicks. 
but he's going to have to do it a certain kind of way because if not, it's going to be like, well, okay, this is power. Like, this is ghost killing anybody that walk down the street. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so I, I think eventually he's going to have to kill Nick. But right now, I like I like where you're going with it. Okay. Next. Again, like like Nick said, he got too many enemies right now. Uh huh. He does. I agree with that part from both of you guys. So from there, he takes um, Sissy to the gravesite of Andre. Kind of tells Andre. Well, excuse me, tells Franklin mom that Andre was killed by Franklin. And then we see that scene wrap up where the family comes to get her and the dad asks, hey, what'd she say? And Franklin asks, what happened? And nothing I didn't already know. That wasn't a big shocker here, was it? Like, they were trying to roll that out in the episode. Like, there was a, a cliche moment or something. Like, we knew that she knew that Franklin killed Andre, right? She knows her son yeah. is a killer. Yeah. Like, that's she not, was a night up. Surprise. Yeah, it wasn't a big surprise. Like, the dad told her what yeah. happened. Yeah, I don't think that we, she tried to try to deny for a day or two. But they, yeah, uh, I think, <laughs> yeah, she she knew, but she doesn't know. Yeah, like frankly, come out and say, hey, I that but she knows, like, yeah, something happened. Let Andre yes. rest, man. Get Andre up out this this show. I would say to me, that was one of the worst scenes of the episode. Yeah, that shit was that, trash. That little. <laughs> whispering in her ear to my I know you did I'm like yeah, right. it was trash because we know like there there, there were no consequences yeah. there's no consequences for this well the only not gonna die nothing gonna happen to Nick's like there, there are no consequences for this I disagree with that okay. because I think the consequence is they're gonna pay so we're looking at it from like viewership purposes of it okay but if you put yourself into the character her knowing that he like think about a mom a mom knowing that the secret is out they know my son did this. So he has something over my son now. Franklin may think he's still the boss and he knows whatever, whatever. But as a mom, okay, she's now, like, she worried that he know. She may she may have known, but she didn't know that he knew. She didn't know he oh, knew that. That makes sense. Exactly. Yeah, that, I was going to go to that too, I think. And that's the reason why she looked at Franklin again and said, nigga, you need you to deal with this shit. Okay. And I think she said in the tone, like, you, you may have to kill him too. Because like at mm -hmm. this point, like at this point, I'm not, I'm not about to go to great sites every Friday because your goofy ass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, like that's what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> Nick ain't just roll regular B cop. He got dirt. He got information that no other cop would have. I'm getting Nick's out of here, man. I promise you that. <laughs> so Franklin goes to close the the door on the deal, put the nail per se in the coffin. Again, we weren't surprised that this would happen when it kind of it's. They slow rolled it out. So by the time we got to the scene, we had a clear picture of what was going on here, that he was shucking them out of their business and here are the details. Um, do, do you guys think that they played this out well? Like, did Franklin do a good job in this? How did the scene hit for you? Uh, he like a snake. <laughs> like a drug dealer. Like, I'm a drug dealer, dude. Like, I may be the main character. This is the same thing with Walter White and Tony Soprano and uh, Tony Draper from Made Man, like, Batman. Like, there in every good lead character, there has to be some sinister like ways and, and stuff to make you like essentially root for him. Like you ain't trying to root for fucking Captain America or, or no shit like no clean cut 100 percent all American guy. Like Franklin has his flaws. This is part of like what Nick said. It's part of it, dude. Like I gotta okay. do this shit so I can stay out here. I'll double that back and say this is the scene that was used where you won't root for him as much. Because mm. Franklin has been the 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 good, almost like the good guy. Yeah, he's yeah. a drug dealer, but you want to see him succeed. But mm. this was the one to say, yeah, he is still a drug dealer, y'all. So yeah. here's the other side of it. He and he's just trying to win himself. Like I think this was the one, and it worked on me because I'm looking at the screen. I'm looking at the nigga funny around. Like man, damn, bro, like, yeah, that's your that. soft spot. That justification, yeah, that, that your that soft spot, right there. <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. over the black business did it for me, man. <laughs> he didn't have to. That was it. <laughs> he didn't have to be that upfront and blunt about the situation. Yeah. Like he came in there, he came in there the first time to, to to for them to sign the deal, dressed like Carlton, and then he came out there dressed like motherfucking, <laughs> like he was just all business. Like the, the second time around, and it's like, bro, you really just okie doke these nice the black time for a suit on him. And yeah. yeah, with the cane on too, looking like he yeah. real devilish. That's why she called him Satan. Like. Yeah. <laughs> You came in the motherfucker hat in hand, like, look, I can say I'll help you out. I can save the world. Now it's like, ah, well, you know, I took your business, sold it, and you gotta go. You got 30 days. Yeah, do what you can. I, I think he said Friday. I think today that day was Wednesday. They had hell of the sources. I gave y'all some money, man. I got a new building. I got to get up. They had a whole they had a whole Webster's collection in that motherfucker. They ain't going nowhere in two days. He gave them 48 nowhere. hours. 
You can't do that in two days. That's two months. Oh, like, man, you got to play in that movie. That's hilarious. That, that's going to take longer than that, man. They need hoarders out there, motherfucker, to get that thing clean. Uh, so now we go to the reporter telling her ex about Franklin's story. Um, we got my boy Hoppin' Bob from Life making an appearance in here. Did y'all peep? That's who that was. I, I see Bob. That's I the gun who's... line, boss. <laughs> that's the gun oh, yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew I recognized him. So yeah, much. that's the gun line, boss. But um, what I took from this scene of her telling Franklin's story was that she's been down this road before. It seems as if this is the reason her daughter doesn't talk to her. It seems as if this is the reason that she has an ex-husband now, uh, that she gets too consumed in her job. And I think this is kind of giving us a preview of what's about to happen with her and this information that she's getting from Franklin. Because like the guy said, her ex, I've heard this story before. I've seen you like this before. Are you sure this is legit? And I think that we're about to get a fast track of how she's going to get to by the 10th episode, what's going on in the, with everybody. I agree. And we, we watch, they're, they're giving the, the, the tempos and the groundwork to you seeing what, what her flaw is. Her flaw is she works too hard and she takes her job. She loves her job too much and takes it too serious. She burns all her bridges. She's one of the, one of them, um, what the dangerous people to be around. You know what I'm saying? So that's what we're going to watch and see. Watch, she, she loves to let it burn. She's going to watch it burn. Burn both ends. Uh, this scene reminded me of the movie The Little Things a lot. Like mm. as far as her character, it was like Denzel's character, like uh, what Romney Malik's character in that movie. Mm. Um, like you said, Jeff, like someone who just who just takes a certain. Once they're on a case, they they they're not going to stop working on it until they did. And you can see how that affects the people around them. And one thing I will say is that her ex husband looked like more her a granddaddy than her husband. So he, he may have been that that cast may a little bit off, but. It, it did give you the sense that he did still he you could tell that he would still be with her if she wasn't the way she was. Yes, and exactly. like I think they I think he mentioned they have a daughter as well yeah. that don't really fuck with her either. Don't so, talk to her. Yeah, yeah. like it, you could tell like that's that's killing her. And, and we'll get to another scene later. Where I know you probably gonna bring up. Well, I'll talk more about that. Her. Okay. Her character. All right. Perfect. So also in Reed is the next scene where they're taking out the club, uh, trying to find the guys who killed Oso's family and friend. And he wants revenge. Also, is supposed to keep shit quiet, but he can't. Goes in there, wows out, throws a nigga off the balcony. <laughs> and this, in turn, I think what this scene is there to show us is this now they don't have any help to go take care of the problem that they have. This kind of ran the spot hot. So now, also, because he can't control his temper, they got to go and figure out the rest of the guys and kill them alone, just him and Teddy McDonald. Uh, did you guys get that from this scene? Was this scene effective to y'all? Like, or did, was it just yeah. like theatrics? Also, also a bad so motherfucker. Though. Like, I, 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 I fuck with a married episode. I, I'm starting to piece together season by season how a bad, a bad of a motherfucker that he is too. Basically, uh, that's what I looked at. Like, also, he got one speed. He married mm, Barbara. He got one. He got one lane. He got one option. Over. He go. That's he, all he got. He, he's he's the Giannis of this series. He, <laughs> he, he got a he got a move that's damn unstoppable. I swear he could punch any nigga about twice and they down. Man, yeah. that is a fact. So I mean, that was it for that scene. Pretty much, not a lot to go into there. Uh, but that does leave the police chief to wonder who he's fucking with. And then here is where my um my uh narcos and conspiracy of them having a cartel involved with it died because if he wanted he probably thought this was a quick little lick i got a white boy and this bummy ass mexican right here i come on with it i know i got all them bricks in there i ain't got to get the cartel involved i'm just gonna get over on y'all and that's why he asked for so much money and that's why teddy thought it was fucking ridiculous for him to even ask for a hundred thousand like look the last dude didn't want but 50 he probably was a lot more connected that kind of went to show how green that this police chief was and he was in way over his head asking them for a hundred thousand and we see that play out kind of in real time so that's when my cartel conspiracy died uh as well what did you guys take from it him like saying who am i fucking with here yeah he he realized like you said he's over his head and he he overplayed his hand all the cliche statements and also a bad motherfucker man also, <laughs> God, damn boy hey i never wouldn't want to be on the other side of also i don't know what leon I, was thinking i was kind of disappointed yeah leon is just <laughs> I was kind of disappointed with with that reaction from the cop because I thought he was bigger 
than just the nigga who was just trying to get over. Nah, he's like his response was like, "Oh shit, I fucked <laughs> up. Like they did this to Carlos, nigga. Like, like what the fuck did I get into?" So, I, but I was expecting him to be like, "Okay, I'm gonna retaliate. Let me duck off a little bit, but I'll retaliate." But nah, he was he went straight pussy. Like he just yeah, he, he, he just, was out of there. Like nigga, he what, went what right to his knuckle hole. Yeah. They did it to Carlos. Was fucking hilarious too. And it was uh, quick, though. <laughs> real quick. So, hey, real quick. So Reed and also playing their ambush. Reed's pretty pissed off. Well, McDonald, excuse me. I'm still calling him Reed. He's pretty pissed off if they lost their backup and support. Uh, but this went to show too. Also, how bad of a motherfucker that Reed was. I after this man, I started looking up like what you had to do to be in the CIA. I'm like, do you got to be a slick spy? Do they send them to some school or something? I just really thought you had to be smart. But Reed went to show today. I had no business as well. Were you guys surprised at uh, how he got down? Because we, I ain't never seen that in this, this series from him. Man, Reed, Reed was like, let me go and get my tactics together. Like, I, I feel like we going to war. Like, but, down, you know, it just plays to, like, they picked him for a reason. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And, like, we talked about this in the previous episode, Louis, like, now he's full fledged with the shit. He's in. He's deep and knee deep in the game now. So you know, we about to watch him do all type of funny shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm loving Reed's arc, but and he's reading now. He ain't Teddy. It's just like nah, when you when you talk about Reed. Bruce Wayne, Batman. He's more Batman than Bruce Wayne. Like he's Thanks. he's more Reed than Teddy. And I love how he ain't giving a fuck this year because you see how he came at um was it Ari. Or Avi, uh, Avi, Avi, yeah. Um, earlier, like he was like, he put that gun on him, like nigga, you need to realize what the fuck you dealing with right now. This is the CIA. We ain't no motherfucker. He shot his man in the ear too. That yeah, exactly. Like, he ain't playing. And then like, yeah. and I think what I also like is him and Oso's relationship getting closer because like you could tell Oso's been missing someone to have his back ever since old girl left, yeah. and then uh, the the brother died. Like Oso's been, he's always been a loner. And like he's, but like so is Reed. So like them coming together is like this random buddy cop shit. But like, <laughs> but you could tell that they need each other. He also even told Reed like, come through for the party and shit. You need to get out the house. You need to start doing, you know, be normal. Like I like how their relationship is developing. And that makes sense. What you say of why he took the death of those people that were there in Mexico with him so hard. Like those are the only people that he had. Like mm-hmm. Lucille was gone. Like did like Reed. I mean, excuse me. Also, them been through the shit. And that's kind of why he clung to Reed, like you said, and also why he's going berserk as far as the revenge factor for the people that they killed, because those were those were the only people that he had. That was his family, yeah. Absolutely. So we see him go on the ambush. They do that um, later, but Franklin first meets with Paul Davis, and he closes the bookstore deal, and he gets the police protection that he needs. The impressive part of this to me was how he – Franklin got what he wanted in a negotiation by asking Paul Davis, hey, if you were me and you had this and you were in this position, like, how would you handle it? And then he's like, well, I do this way. Okay, well, that's what I want. I think that was a good move by an essentially young negotiator in this scene. Um, were you guys impressed by Franklin's action here? Or was this like another random scene for you? What did you think? I liked it. I mean, I'm still pissed at how he got the building. Like, I'm not, I'm not letting that go. But, but all things, it was a means to an end, and it gives him even more leverage in the city. So I like it. Jeff, I find it funny that all the black people pregnant and screwed over throughout the series. You are gonna take that the bookstore motherfuckers to heart? I did. I ain't gonna lie. That would hurt. Tons of cocaine in the black community. He got hella crackheads. He took a bookstore. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if it's just because it was a local business. They was fighting to survive. It's because it was kind hearted black folk. That's That's it, it, man. They 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 civilians. Like you play the game. They're not in the game. They're not in the game. Like you choose. You 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 shooting crack. You chose their life, bro. I promise. Like unless somebody put it on you, you didn't know. You kind of chose their life. <laughs> but the bookstore people had to do with this, man. That's funny. Now, Lou, I agree with you as far as um, smart negotiating tactics. I think Paul Davis looks at Franklin early on as a young version of himself. Mm. Um, and it was also smart negotiation because whatever number he was going to say, Franklin was going to say, all right, that's what I want. So. Yep. He had to be like realistic with uh like all right this is what's fair because this nigga's gonna ask to cut in so temper everybody always started at ten percent so yeah. I liked it um I think it builds it's kind of building the foundation of Franklin's character make it more believable once he starts to do more stuff like this so I, I did take that uh, I, I like that scene a lot uh, next we go to Knicks and what I figured would happen and what should have happened to him if not death uh, but he gets demoted to the evidence locker. 
You're down in the basement, buddy. And if you say anything goes to what Jeff said earlier about losing the livelihood, not having your pension, we're going to put you in jail as well because we know something had to be fucked up for you to even get this call to be demoted this way. So my nigga, go sit in the locker, shut up, and you lost. Now, I do think that he will be back at some point in time in this season. Like, he ain't just, they're not just going to demote him there and we never see him again. It's going to play out where he has something against Franklin. But this chess move I liked. I liked Franklin I was impressed by. Frank, Franklin hit the walk-off home run, man. He won the game. Like, he won, he the, won game. the game. He ain't won the war. He did nah, nah, the, it's a war. He won the it's game. Right. He won Fact. the game. Man, it's definitely a walk-off home run. But I got a theory about this, though. Um, no spoil. I haven't seen anything that makes me think this. But Knicks ties into the reporter some kind of way. Mm. And that's how, he gets back, that's how he gets back into the game. Uh, well, back into the arrest Franklin game. That's interesting since you said she that. She don't fuck with him, though. But she knows him. Mm. And that's it. She knows Knicks, and Knicks knows she wants to do something yeah. with Franklin. That's yeah. a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. And also because also the location that he's at too, evidence locker. Exactly. Yes, that, that I did write that down as well. That's going to be a major key, I think, moving forward is where he is, the evidence locker, and what that's going to have to do with something. So yeah, and nothing from that other than that, Nicky. Uh, no, nah, uh, it was pretty straightforward. I. Again, I could, like Jeff said, you could tell that he has a role down the line this season because, like, if they wanted to kill him off, they would have killed him off this episode. Uh, you know what I'm saying? After you touch, you know, Franklin's mom, that's more than enough reason to take a character off the board. But to just demote him means that, one, Franklin is trying to move differently than he has been as far as how he solves his problems. And, two, Nix is going, you know, he's going he's gonna to look for revenge for, for Frank. Because now, like you said, it's Lou, he fucking up his whole lifestyle. So yeah. now he's even more pissed. He hate black people 10 times more than he used to. <laughs> Way more than he did. He got a black friend, though. Andre, he did, but he got a black friend. Man, that wasn't his friend. That nigga, that nigga took bribe money to keep him quiet. Bro, that was your homeboy, and you knew oh, a nigga killed man. him like that, bro. You ain't taking ain't bribe money. That is true. That is a fact. All right, so from there, we go to Ocho and Reed getting down. Ocho a bad motherfucker. Reed a bad motherfucker. Uh, I was impressed by this. Not a lot there. I mean, just an action sequence. Did you guys take anything away from that other than they would gotten down? The the police chief guy was definitely in over his head, like we yeah, said. Weighing and, over his kids. Yeah. If he wasn't working with the cartel, he should have been. He would have <laughs> had some goddamn help then, but he should have been working with the cartel. I thought that also was going to paralyze him like he did, like how his friend was. You remember he kept on talking to his friend. like Talking about his legs and shit. Yeah, yeah. I thought also was going to keep shooting at his legs until they was gone and just leaving uh, there. He wanted him dead. He wanted him definitely dead. So Franklin, again, went to close the deal at the bookstore, broke the news to the people. She called him the devil. Um, I mean, it's like I said, good and the bad come with this role. I think it's the breaking bad moment, particularly for Franklin in this season. He's had others before, but this kind of solidifies who he is and what he does. Um, and lastly, the, the scene that gets us out of here is the reporter meets with her source again, and he kind of gives her more details and, goes into the cut scene of the episode that reporter in that last meeting did you guys get anything from that or you think that was just like banter leading into the next episode what was that for you guys it was it was a lot it was both that she's getting information and also do realize the dude she's talking to realizing I got to step away from you because you're going because you are, are too much. You trying to do too much. And I see what happened to the other guy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I to think myself. yeah mm -hmm. so let me chill. Like yep. if he if he got away with this shit and all of a sudden gets arrested and nothing is there. Oh, no. Nah. Yeah. He's I'm too not. powerful. Let me, yeah. get, let me get away from it. Yeah. I think it was very uh, prophetic as far as like throughout the whole episode, people were telling her how dangerous what she's doing. Like if she keeps going down this path, it's going to end bad. Which to me is saying, my theory is that she's going to die by the, by the end mm. of the scene. Because you look at her life, she really doesn't have much to live for outside of her job since she lost everything. And that's also the motivation for her to continue being as, you know, headstrong on this job because she has nothing else left. She tried to get back with old dude. The nigga said, I got a side chick that I'm looking into right now. I'm going to have to, you know, you had your time with me. So you, and like, she doesn't have a relationship with her daughter. So it's just like, this is all it is. So she will live. I think she's going to live and die by her pen. And I don't think she'll survive after this season. 
That's a bold prediction. Hey, he did shoot her the fuck down and that. She's like, you want to say tonight? No. No. I got me a new one, my girl. <laughs> I got me a black woman. Was- <laughs> I'm done with that. I'm done with you. But look, that's the end of each scene. Uh, that's the end of the episode. Excuse me. So now we're to the point where we're going to close it out for Snow School, guys. A couple of things we do before the closeout. We rate the episode. We give the character of each episode and a couple of predictions for the fourth episode that's going to be coming up. So I'll start uh, my rating of the episode. They came out of the gate swinging, man. Those first two episodes would have been hard to live up to and keep that pace. So I do understand the slowdown, but I still got to critique them for it. Um, I'm going to say this episode was about a seven on a scale of one to 10. Still good, still entertaining. Um, I mean, um, seven is pretty high, but that's where I'll go with it. Jeff, what'd you give the episode? I give it an eight uh, simply because you had to slow down because what you did in episodes one and two was like, whoa, hold up. <laughs> like, because somebody had to die this episode if they kept that going on. So they, I, I, I appreciate the slowdown and I appreciate it wasn't a slowdown and completely diverting from what's going on, mm-hmm. but you built up everybody else in the story. And I, I like that. Yeah, for me, I, I, I would say it's funny. I'm, I'm in between y'all. I'm 7.5 and I would, I would lean towards the seven, but the 0.5 is what Jeff was saying. Like it did have a lot of setup for what's to happen down the line for the season. Mm-hmm. which is going to be key. Like, we're going to be looking back. Like, once you get down the line with this series, we're going to look back at this episode like, oh, this is where they set all that up. Yep. Like, so I think uh, I think it was a key episode, but you did have to kind of uh, relax it a bit just to get more story into it instead of just action. Got it. All right, next character of the episode. I got to go with Franklin, man. Franklin he got his skis back, as you said earlier, Jeff. I like the negotiation with Paul Davis. I like how he played the bad guy. Like essentially, like we see a lot of trying to make Franklin the the Robin Hood of the story. But I also like to see, like I got to get my hands dirty sometimes, and I wasn't mad at how he played that. So I got to go with Franklin. Uh, Nick, who you got? Uh, I got Franklin's mom. I think uh, I like her expansion. It was tied between Franklin's mom and Paul Davis, um, but I would go with Franklin's mom because the sissy emotion. Yeah, sissy. Uh, the emotional ups and downs she had to go through this episode, like from being a woman who's composed and leaning out a strategic plan to being also a woman who's battered and treated horribly by the cops. Like that was a big, and then on top of that to end it with still, you know, calming herself down to, to reassure her son, like we need to take care of this shit. Like I liked, I liked her character development. I can't wait to see what they do with her character moving forward. Um, yeah, I got. agree with that. I also had Sissy as well, but since, so since Nick went with Sissy, I'll go with also. Mm. Just hell his business. Had one speed. He wanted revenge. He got revenge. He wasn't wasn't taking no for an answer at all. And he made my man Reed ride with him and get it taken care of. And and the thing that was smart by Reed. I don't know if they're gonna if this is how it's gonna play out. But to do that favor for Oso, you heard what he said at the end of the episode, right? He said, oh. "As long as you let me kill these motherfuckers, I'm with you. I'm rolling with yeah, you. I'm man, man. Lead. my guy." And now now I'm with the CIA. Like it's like yeah. okay, so we're gonna see. We're going to see some shit happen between them two. All right. Yeah. He do got it. It's like a buddy series. Yeah. Uh, lastly, we're going to go with predictions for the next episode, which is titled Expansion. So they'll get kind of more into what we saw in the preview and heard Franklin talk about with Expansion. For me, that means uh, more characters. I think that this next episode, we even with the addition of Paul Davis, we are going to get an introduction of uh, some more characters probably in LA where Franklin is going to try to expand and, and kind of make the reach further. Uh, I think the probably the best way to handle those problems at home is to get further away from home where you don't have all that chaos and gang stuff going on. So we'll see him get into some places outside of LA. Um, which one of you guys want to give me your prediction for expansion? Episode four. Well, I saw the uh, the preview days. So I'll sit this one out. Okay. I kind of know what. So oh, I'm gonna I I would say to me expansion, I I think Paul uh Paul Davis is is gonna be like him and Franklin have a lot of conversations. I also think expansion means by man boy trying to you know get more, get more into the business as far as like his and and, and elevate his platform. Um, also on the side, I think uh I hope they start using the op more like Franklin's op a little bit more because I feel like she's gonna play a big role in how man boy uh the 
I guess the the obvious collision that man boy and Franklin are gonna have. I think she's gonna be either someone who's gonna be sacrificing that, or she's gonna be someone that's gonna help lead Franklin in the right direction because she's, she's right there with him. Uh, those are the only two thoughts I got right now. I think it's just more Paul Davis and Franklin getting cool together. Nice. Guys, I really appreciate y'all stopping by for the class, Snow School. Every week we're going to come through, break down each scene of the FX series Snowfall and give you some opinions on what we've seen in the episodes. Uh, tap in with us. Nick, you want to tell them where they can find you? Yeah, uh, you can find me pretty much on Dead End Podcast Network. Uh, specifically, I host uh, Frames Per Second. Similar to this show, we review um, TV shows, but also movies. And also, we have discussions. Um, right now, we're about to close out WandaVision and their procedure. And um, we're going to move on to uh, Snowfall ourselves. And, and just, you know, if anything that's out right now, people are talking about it, we, we check it out. So you could uh, follow us at FPS Podcast on IG and Twitter. That's also our Reddit thread. But we have a lot of conversations and you can recommend us stuff there too. Nice. Big Jeff, where can they find you at, brother? Jay Easley, 84, across all social media platforms each and every Monday on the Full Sport Press podcast, each and every Thursday on the 808s and Chair Shots podcast, giving you a wrestling fix and, for my WWE and, and AEW fans out there. Nice. And as always, I am Spike Lou. I am Spike Lou across all social platforms. Check me out on the On Deck TV podcast, a part of the Real Veal media podcast network also check out the fsp podcast as big jeff is a part of man we appreciate you guys joining us as always support the real another class in the books as i say we out <laughs>